Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it. As we always do, this is Monday Morning Discipleship, and I want to share a word with you um, to encourage you uh, to maybe help you to carry that word that you got on yesterday, uh, carry it on through the week uh, with you. What I want to talk to you about this week and next week as well, we're going to have a couple of conversations about faith. We'll talk about faith, and as we talk about uh, discipleship, we talk about being uh, followers of Jesus Christ. It does require a lot of faith. And uh, right now, um, this is the week of Christmas 2019. And uh, so we're in the middle of a, a, a holiday where we celebrate uh, the birth of our Savior in the Christian community, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, we talk about being a follower of Jesus, talk about being a disciple. Um, that starts with our faith. That starts with uh, what we believe Jesus to be and who we believe uh, Jesus is. Now, when you consider our faith, um, those of you that aren't familiar, when you consider our faith, uh, we believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. We believe that his mother was impregnated, as the scripture says, by the Holy Spirit, uh, born of a virgin. Uh, we believe that he died on the cross. We believe that he rose on the third day. We do believe that he is the son of God. Um, you can't do all of that without faith. And so the reason I wanted to go into this direction of faith as we as we discuss this uh, again on today and, and uh, maybe on the next week or two. The reason I want to have this conversation about faith is because, uh, you know, so oftentimes in, in the Christian community um, where it seems that we would have great faith, uh, sometimes we're exposed by the challenges of life. Uh, sometimes we're exposed uh, by things like death. Sometimes we're exposed uh, by financial troubles or or relationship troubles. And we're exposed uh, when we come to church every Sunday and say that we have faith and we believe God. We believe that God can do anything. And yet when times get tough, uh, we tend to wilt and falter under the pressures of life. And so I want to have this conversation about faith uh, so, so that we can kind of try to be a little bit stronger. Now, again, as we outline, uh, we believe that Jesus Christ was the son of God. We believe that he was born of a virgin. We believe that he died and rose on the third day. And again, that takes a great deal of faith. And, and my challenge uh, when I'm teaching, uh, when I'm, I'm uh, on the radio, my challenge to people is that um, when we come to be Christians, we come to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. We accept those things about him. We accept those things that seem impossible. Luke 1 and 37 uh, says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And that was a conversation that was being had with Mary about how she conceived the child. Uh, when we come to that place, when we come to that place of uh, uh, believing the impossible, believing what we believe about Jesus, again, that requires a leap of faith. And my challenge to people often is that if you have truly made that leap of faith, then all other things should fall underneath that. What do I mean when I say that? Again, if I'm really and truly saved, I'm not just joining the church, but I'm joining the body of Christ. If I've really accepted uh, Jesus Christ as my savior, understanding who Jesus is and understanding the things about Jesus, if I've really come to that place that all of these impossible things can be done by God, then why would I doubt God in any other area? Because it seems like the most challenging thing for God to do would be that, to impregnate a woman who's a virgin, for for his son to die, for, for God in the flesh to die and raise himself up. If I can believe all those things, 
Why do I think that that God can't do some of the minuscule things in my life? So let me share some things with you. I, I want to try to get out of here uh, on time today. I want to try to make sure that we keep you uh, within that 15 minutes area. So so let me share some things with you. Um, there's a section in the book that I wrote a few years ago, a um, book called um, Going Through the Get Through. And that book is on faith. And I know I've been sharing a lot of things from uh, several books that I've written, but um, the Lord just impressed it upon me. It says, you've done the work. Now you need to share the work with the people. And so I want to share some things with you uh, from the last chapter of that book, um, going through the get through. It's a book on faith. And I talk about answering the question of your faith, answering the question of your faith. And again, those of us that are saved, and, and we like to say this in the Christian community, and, and this is a true statement. Um, you don't know that you have faith until it's been tested. It's one thing to make declarations and claims when everything's all right or when you're in the middle of church service and you're on an emotional high. But in those those dark moments, in those moments where where life is challenging you, you don't really know that you have faith until it's been tested. And so I want to share this with you all. We talk about answering the question of your faith. Now, the first thing I want to do before I get to these uh, sections that I, I outlined in the book, I want to read some scripture for you uh, from Romans chapter four. And it deals with Abraham. Abraham is, is, is commonly known in Christian circles as the father of faith. And so I want to read some scripture for you uh, from Romans chapter four. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, as we always do, because we want to make sure uh, that you, you, you get the understanding. Uh, so I want to read this from I want to read this for you uh, from Romans chapter four. I'm going to read uh, starting at verse 18 and I'm going to read um, all the way down to the end of the chapter. Romans chapter four, verse 18 says, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Verse 19, and Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God would also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life for make uh, raised to life to make us right with God. And so, listen, listen. When we look at this, because of Abraham's faith, God counted it righteous unto him, and he just simply believed God. So we talk about Abraham being the father of faith. He simply just believe God. Now, again, we're going to do this over a couple of weeks. So I want to share some things with you very quickly, and then we're going to get out the way. Um, again, we're going to talk about answering the question of your faith. Um, a few things that a few sections that I outlined in the book. So I want to go over those with you. First thing uh, under that heading, answering the question of your faith. What is the object of your faith? That's the first question. What is the object of your faith? Now, I want to read this paragraph. It says This seems to be an easy question to answer, but many Christians are unsure. Do you really know who God is? As stated in my book and understanding with God, many know of God, but they don't know God. If we don't get to know God, all of his attributes, and most importantly, all of his capability, faith becomes a great challenge. And so again, what is the object of your faith? 
the reason I ask that question, I want to make sure that I give you an answer here. The object of your faith should be God. Your faith should not be in your material possessions. It should not be in your marriage per se. It should not be in your job. Your faith ought to be in God. If you place your faith in God, God is able to keep you with material possessions. God is able to keep your relationships and your marriage together. God is able to keep your finances, but your ultimate faith ought to be in God. We can't put our faith in all of these other things without putting our faith in God and asking him to help keep all of those things together. And so, again, we ask that question. We talk about answering the question of your faith. In, in the first place, your faith has to be in God. And many times that, that our lives fall apart is because we've placed our faith in some things that are not God. So, for example, the reason that we struggle at the funeral home uh, when grandmama dies is because we put a whole lot of faith in grandmama and not a lot of faith in God. You've got to put your faith in God because even though grandma checks out, God is still going to be with you, right? You can't put your faith all in your marriage because sometimes marriages fall apart. Sometimes you lose jobs. Sometimes you lose money. Sometimes you lose material possessions. You've got to keep your faith in God. The object of your faith has to be God. In those in the, in the, the text I just read to you all, Abraham's faith was in God. I believe that God made me a promise and God's going to keep the promise. Now, I want you to understand something. When you go back and you read uh, up on Abraham, there were times where Abraham wavered a little bit, right? There were times where he did some things outside of what God told him to do, because sometimes just being human gets in the way. But ultimately, he returned his faith back to God when he saw that even though you went astray, even though you didn't trust me all the way, because because I want you all to know something. Faith is a journey. You got to learn how to trust God as you go along. It doesn't just happen overnight. You got to learn how to trust God. And so, But the object of your faith, by the way, let me go back to that again before we move on. The object of your faith, though, has to be God. And, and I can tell you right now, I'm leaning and depending on God to keep me together, to keep my marriage together, to keep my family together. I'm leaning and dependent on God. And even when we get through some rough times, I'm still trusting God in the midst of it. I'm trusting God. Watch this more than I even trust myself. That's something else I often uh, say to people before I move on to this next section here is I tell them, you got to trust God more than you trust your own abilities. Trust God more than you trust you. Because God can do infinitely more than you can do on your own. So, so, so that's the first thing, y'all. What, where, where's, what is the object of your faith? It has to be God. Next thing, where have you placed your hope? Where have you placed your hope, right? Your belief. I'm hoping, right? Let me read this paragraph here. The old hymn, Hold to God's Unchanging Hand, tells us to build our hopes on things eternal. We must ask ourselves, do we really believe in God? Our faith coincides with our hope and we're often disappointed because we've placed our hopes in temporary things, but temporary things yield temporary results. I won't say that again. Listen, it says here, our faith coincides with our hope and we're often disappointed because we placed our hopes in temporary things, but temporary things yield temporary results. What do you mean when you say that again? If you placed your hope again, and the things of this world, even in yourself, because you have an expiration date and you don't know what it is, you place your hope in, in, in temporary things. All things down here on earth are temporary. All things down here on earth. Everything's going to pass away. Again, as I, as I like to share, let me give an example very quickly here. I always tell people that everybody dies broke. 
Now, people who are trying to put money away don't like to hear me say that. But I explain it this way. Everybody dies broke. And I said, because I don't care how much you got when you're laying up in the hospital bed and you're getting ready to die or however, however you die when you lay down at night. If you didn't wake up in the morning, the moment that you leave here, whatever you have belongs to somebody else, either through a will or it's just they're just going to take it. So everybody dies broke. I don't care what you had. The moment the last breath leaves your body, you're broke. And so, again, we talk about this thing. Where have you placed your hope? You've got to place your hope in some things that are not uh, temporary. You've got to place your hopes in things are eternal. The only thing that's eternal is God. And eternal things. Watch this. There's a difference between everlasting things and internal things. Everlasting things have a beginning. Eternal things have no beginning and no end. God has no beginning and no end. So you've got to place your hopes in some things eternal, right? Let me move on to this third thing, running out of time here. Next thing, y'all, is what is the purpose of your faith? I asked this question. What is the purpose of your faith? Let me read this here. Is the faith you're displaying solidifying your Christianity? Are you growing stronger in the Lord? We can't just exhibit faith in good times when all is going well. Faith is most useful when God is doing some things that we just don't understand. Faith is most useful when it seems as if things are falling apart. So again, y'all, again, we ask that question here. What is the purpose of your faith? Did you put your faith in God because I need you to sustain me when things are not going well? Or do you only have faith in God because everything's all right? So again, we, we let me make this, 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 this example very quickly here. We see people often when they come to church and they come to join the church, as we say, they come down the aisle, they give the preacher their hand, they give God their heart. Most times, particularly when we're adults and we have a better understanding, we're giving our, we're giving our life to God because we realize we need him. We realize that we can't get along without him. We realize we're probably in some dark places at that moment and we say, I can't pull myself out of this. I need something higher. I need something stronger than I am. You've got to put your faith in God. So when we think about what is the purpose of your faith, the purpose of your faith ought to make you, it ought to be to make you a better Christian. It ought to make you stronger in the Lord. Your faith is not there to weaken you. It's there to strengthen you and cause you to trust God a little bit more than you did before. The deeper you go into your problems and God keep pulling them out, you ought to be trusting him a little bit more. You know what, God, you pulled me out before and I know that you're able to do it again. Last thing I want to give you all, and then we're going to get out of here on this week and we'll, we'll share some more on faith on next week. Last thing I want to give you all is this. What does your faith produce? What does your faith produce? Let me read this paragraph. Once you've developed your faith, your faith should develop your works. Not the work that you do for man by punching a clock, but the work you're willing to do for God around the clock. We are what we produce. We see in Galatians 5, 22 through 25, where the fruit of the spirit is outlined that a Christian will produce godly fruit. Let me read that fruit of the spirit and we, and I'll deal with that on next week. And I'll talk about that fruit of the spirit because we hear people sometimes say fruits of the spirit. It's not fruits, plural. It's one fruit, one fruit that we are producing, right? Fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm going to read that again. Fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the things that your faith ought to produce. Your faith in Christ ought to draw you closer to God and it ought to make you a better person. And I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand how it is that 
people can claim to be closer to God, but they can still be evil in their heart or they can still support evil. That's another time for another another subject for another time. And I talk about supporting evil, but claiming that you're close to God. It's amazing to me that people can claim I'm so close to God and I'm walking with God and yet there's still evil in your heart. Your faith ought to produce that fruit in you. It ought to produce your good works. I'm just going to do good works because I trust and believe in God because I believe he's going to bless me for what I've done. So we talk about that. We talk about answering the question of your faith, answering the question of your faith. Have you been able to answer those questions that I outlined? Have you been able to check yourself? Have you been able to say, listen, I want to answer the question of my faith. I want to answer these questions. What is the object of my faith? Where have I placed my hope? What is the purpose of my faith? And what does my faith produce? And so we're going to talk about this a little bit more on next week. That's all the time that we have for this week's Monday Morning Discipleship. I just wanted to kick that off. I want to talk for a few weeks about faith. I want to talk about how we can get stronger in the Lord. I want to talk about um, what our faith ought to produce. I want to talk about those things that will cause us to be closer to God, because you got to understand that your trials are what increase your faith and they make you strong and they draw you closer to God. That's all the time that we have for Monday morning discipleship. Let me give you all our tags. We always do. Listen, if you'd like to keep up with the ministry, um, the best way to do that is to find us on the ministry's website. Ministries website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you stop by there, we do believe that you will be blessed. Listen, if you'd like to purchase any of our works, if you'd like to take a look at that book we were uh, working from today, um, going through the get through activating your faith during life's most trying times. Um, that is a book on faith. We do believe that it will bless you. You can go to our publishing website to publish that, uh, to purchase rather that book. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when a new podcast is up. We encourage you to share it with people. We encourage you to give us a rating. Uh, any of those things, we just encourage you to do that so that you can uh, uh, stay in step with us. You can keep up with us as we try to share this word with you each and every week. Listen, that's all the time that we have for this edition of the Purpose and Beyond podcast. And we appreciate you all for stopping by and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.